Often, those of us who are in years a little bit, we'll see a group of kids playing in a playground. I've got to go, go spend some time with my granddaughter yesterday, and that was a lot of fun. And we'll see kids playing on the playground and, and look out there and say, Oh, to be young again. Have all that energy. Those were the good old days. Oh, really? Do you remember playing on the playground? <laughs> that wasn't all that good sometimes, at least not at my playground. playground where I grew up, there was a pecking order. And you had to kind of be with your group or you could get yourself in trouble. So when we got it on the playground, you had to kind of look and see who was up on the jungle gym. And if you didn't quite match up to their level, you'd have to go on over to the slide. And if you didn't quite match up to that group, well, eventually I usually wound up at the merry-go-round. That was broken. Nothing like sitting on a merry-go-round for 30 minutes at recess to really brighten up your day. And think about these are the good old days. Sometimes the rearview mirror is a little bit foggy. We look back with nostalgia at some of the good old days that really weren't all that good. And that's what was happening for the nation of Israel. As they continue their journey to the promised land, they begin to long for the good old days back in Egypt. We find this passage here in Exodus 16. We'll start with verse 3. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Now, there were at least three problems with what the Israelites were thinking in this passage. First, the good old days really weren't all that good. They were slaves, after all. Second, what God had promised them was so much better. Finally, God was with them even in the wilderness. Now, had they remembered those three things, that the good old days weren't all that good, that what God was promising was so much better, and that God was with them right in the moment. Had they remembered that, they could have avoided some real disasters, and so can we. If we'll remember these three things. The past without God wasn't all that great. God's promise is infinitely better. And God's presence is all we need right now. Let's take a look at those three things this morning very quickly. First, the past without God really wasn't all that great. People of Israel had been traveling for all of a month and a half. Now, granted, that is a pretty good hike. But they had seen some pretty amazing things along the way. They had seen not one but ten amazing miracles as God delivered them out of Egypt. They'd seen God part the Red Sea and they'd walked across on dry land. God had provided them with water in the middle of the desert. But now they wanted a snack. Well, it was a little more serious than that. By this time, all the provisions that they'd been able to pack up from Egypt were running a little bit thin. The peanut butter jar was down at the bottom. The lunchbox was a little bit light. They were running out of food. And it's not like there was a Burger King past the next sand dune. I mean, they were in trouble. They did not have any food, nor did they have a way to obtain any food. 
but wishing to go back to Egypt? That was a little bit of selective memory. Uh, They longed for those pots of meat. Well, they'd forgotten that they only had those pots of meat when their masters wanted them to have it. If food was running a little bit thin in Egypt, it was the masters that got the food. The slaves got nothing. And then there was that small little detail that, oh yeah, we were slaves back there. And oh, we had been praying for centuries to God, for God to do exactly what he's done, for God to deliver us out of Egypt. And in a month and a half, they've forgotten all of that. It's easy to forget. That's why temptation works. We remember the excitement, but we forget the train wreck. Sometimes that's true with actual train wrecks. Back in the 1800s, uh, trains were one of the main ways to, to get around the country. And unfortunately, train wrecks were a common occurrence. They, they made the news and people would read about them in the papers every week. And, and so someone at the Katy Railroad decided, hey, we could sell tickets to one of those. And so they staged an actual train wreck. September the 5th, 1896, the Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad Company, known as the Katy, they staged a, a train wreck just north of Waco, Texas. Two old locomotives were started four miles apart from each other on the same track. And they timed it out where they would meet at this specific spot just north of Waco, Texas, where they had built a grandstand and sold tickets for people to come and watch the train wreck. They even had a carnival. People were out there selling hot dogs and hamburgers and popcorn and just having a big time. And sure enough, they heard the whistles blowing from both directions. The trains came together, and guess what happened? A train wreck. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was much more serious than that. When the the locomotives collided, the boilers on both of the locomotives exploded. It sent shrapnel into the grandstands. It killed two people. Six people were seriously injured. So railroad companies never again staged a train wreck to sell tickets to, right? No. (laughs) For years, the end of the uh, 19th century and early 20th century, Railroad companies did this all over the United States. They would get decommissioned locomotives. They'd put them on a track. They'd sell tickets for people to come up. People kept getting hurt at them as well because they kept forgetting the train wreck. We do the same thing when it comes to temptation. Satan comes along and he dangles something in front of us. And so often it's something he's dangled in front of us before And we see it and we think, oh, yeah, that was really great. But we forget the train wreck. The people of Israel forgot what a desperate situation they had been in in Egypt. So desperate that they had begged God to deliver them. And now that he had... The problems of the moment were causing them to look fondly back to those days that just a month and a half before they'd been begging God to deliver them from. We forget the train wreck of the good old days. We forget the train wreck that sin brings into our life. And if we would just remember, hey, that wasn't as good as our temptations making it look. 
We could avoid some enormous disasters in our life. But it's not just the ridiculous nature of what the Israelites and what we go through when we long for things that really weren't all that good to begin with. We forget something else as well. Two very important truths. That God's provision and God's promise are so much better. Verse 4 in Exodus chapter 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. This bread, the manna, was an amazing thing. It was exactly what the people needed. It had exactly the nutrition, the protein, the vitamins, exactly what they needed to get them through the wilderness experience. And all they had to do was go out of their tent each morning and just gather it up. But it was more than just an opportunity for a meal. They were told only to gather what they needed for that day. And, and God told them, if you gather more, it's just going to rot. But I'll give you more the next day. Now, now, why did God do that? Why wouldn't he just let them go out there and gather up however much they wanted, fill their wagons and bags and everything they could with manna and just have it with them like crackers on a trip? But, you know, why, why didn't he just let them do that? Well, because it was about more than just food. This was about learning to trust God. We may sometimes wonder why God does not answer our prayers right now. God, we need this right now. Why aren't you answering now? Well, same reason. As much as we may need whatever it is that we're praying for, we need to trust God even more. And he will always provide. His promise is infinitely better than whatever we're looking at in the rearview mirror. Whatever we think used to be great, where God is taking us is so much better. The Israelites were headed to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But as wonderful as that was, where God is taking you and me, it's even better. Amen. And folks, His promise is infinitely more than anything this world will ever have to offer. The problem is, our memory is so poor and our judgment is even worse. Time begins to soften some of the pain that sin brought into our lives previously. We forget the disaster that we walked through. And sometimes we even forget the joy of the forgiveness and grace that we know in Christ. We forget that whatever it is that we want, what God has provided is even better. It's like when we took our girls to Disneyland. March and I uh, 
Oh, when the girls were young, we decided, you know, let's take a family vacation. So we saved up, we scrimped and we saved and put together enough money that we could take them to Disney World. We thought that'd be great. We'll go to Disney World, they'll have a blast. So we went through all the logistics of planning how to get there and where we were going to stay and all that stuff. We got off the plane, we got in the rental car, went to the hotel, we checked in. We were at a hotel that was, was there about a quarter mile from the property. You could see some of the rides at Disneyland out of the, out of the front door of our, our hotel. So we, we, we looked at that and all right, we're here at Disney World. What do you want to do? Guess what they wanted to do? Swim at the hotel. <laughs> here we had spent a good chunk of our income to get them there, and we were a quarter mile away from literally millions and millions of dollars worth of attractions built just for kids, and we could have driven down the road to the Motel 6 as long as they had a pool. So often we get caught up in the motel pools of life. We think, well, this world is what I want. It has the best. And if I could just have that, I'll be all right. But we forget. We forget what God has promised. We forget where we're going. And then we forget something else. We forget, hey, wait a minute, God's with us right now. There's nothing more that I need right now than His presence. He'll provide. He'll be with me. He'll watch over me. I can trust Him. Don't make the mistake the Israelites made. Don't start wishing for Egypt when God's presence and His promise are so much better. We live in a world that unfortunately looks in the rearview mirror all, all too often. That's why we need to tell them about Jesus. We've been challenged in the last couple of weeks with our 2020 National Heights uh, vision that we want to do 20 new ministry initiatives to reach at least 20 new individuals and families for Christ. Why would we do that? Why would we waste our time and energies and efforts to just see if we can reach some more people? Because they desperately need this. They're wandering around in the wilderness with no answer. And we have the answer in Christ. I hope you'll continue to pray of ways that your Sunday school class, ways that your ministries that you're involved in, ways that we can reach out in in new opportunities to reach folks that we've never reached before. With the good news, the promise of our Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to worship you this morning. It's a great day to gather in this place with God's people. We, we thank you for that. Lord, so often it's so easy for us to get caught looking in the rearview mirror, longing for the good old days, thinking that those things of temptation will give us something special, something unique, something we don't have, when God, we already have you. God, remind us of your provision. Help us to trust in you and remind us of your promise. Because what you have promised us is far greater than anything we'll ever find in this world. We pray that your presence, provision, and promise would be very real right here today. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.